Warning, Marriage on the Rocks provides unfiltered, unconventional, and sometimes unwelcomed relationship advice. Seth and Crystal are certified relationship coaches who have adopted specific methods that work very well for them. Your results may vary. Hey, hey everyone. Welcome to our 47th episode of Marriage on the Rocks. I'm Crystal. And I'm Seth. Every week we have a drink with our discussion, and this week we um, decided to bust out this wine that we've had for... We have had this... I don't even know how long. It's a... a B-A-B-O-W is what I'm going to call this. A big-ass bottle of wine. <laughs> we've had this thing for a while, and I have no idea who even brought it over to yeah, the house. Yeah, it was... Somebody brought it over to for a party. A party had, yeah. And we have no idea who, but yeah, it's, a, it's the barefoot... Wine, yep. um, the white Zinfandel. Our goal is it's almost one thirty in the morning right now, <laughs> but our goal is to drink this entire bottle of wine. Yeah, tonight. Tonight, yes. while we're recording. Yes. So you may hear lots of gulping. <laughs> it's actually, it's actually not it's bad too. Yeah, I was, I was like, sipping on it before. I was, I was kind of surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know because it's a, it's you know one of the cheaper type wines. Well, Barefoot's pretty good. But I mean, yeah, it's not. It, it's one of those that. It seems like every party we go to or we have somebody brings something barefoot. And yeah. it's always kind of like, it's cheapy wine, but it's good. Yeah, <laughs> It tastes I know. pretty good. You know, I guess I'll give it this, too, is it's not in a box. Right. Because, like, there's, there's a lot of girls that I know, anyway, that drink wine out of the box. Well, this one at the Chronicle Wine Competition. Oh, wow. In San Francisco. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, so it's award-winning wine. I think we downplayed it too much. I, maybe we did. We're drinking a high-class award-winning wine tonight, <laughs> and it, it's not the screw top. It's either. not the screw top. Yeah. So, so the wine that we normally drink anyway, yeah, our favorite is is a screw, screw top. Yeah. A screw top. yeah. Um, so uh, welcome back. Of course, um, we this week we wanted to discuss uh, the company you keep. Mm-hmm. But before we do that, we Seth's gonna tell us his dumbass post of the week. Yeah, so this this came about um, actually another prominent, um, I, I guess, couples web page, marriage page, marriage page, whatever you want to call it. Um, the man said this at one point in time, really kind of to the response of, or recently, I don't want to say one point. It was actually fairly recently to the response of, of questions coming about from people, and I'm assuming women, mm-hmm. saying, I think I've married the wrong person. Mm-hmm. What if I married the wrong person? And so the dumbass post of the week is his response, mm-hmm. which was, the minute you married your spouse, they became the right one. Yeah. Um, for those of you that have divorced and have happily remarried, you know that that's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I, and, and once again, I think that that really comes from that, uh, kind of what we talked about last but not, week. Well, but there is people that have <laughs> remarried the same person, yeah, though, then too. You, you didn't learn anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but um, but no, we're not talking to those people, even. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it, it goes back to kind of the some stuff we talked about last week with this really religious perspective on marriage mm-hmm. of once you've made that decision to commit, that is your partner for life, and yeah. no matter what they do to you, and and they it it caused at least enough controversy controversy versy controversy first I, I don't just want to say versy it's because <laughs> it's one twenty in the morning yeah um, but it it stirred enough crap up that he had to kind of explain himself like we're not talking about people that are being abused mm-hmm. and people that are you know are with this narcissistic thing and and then it goes into the same old same old that. You know, they just feel that people, you know, nowadays just want to give up on their marriages, which I don't. People say that, but I don't think that that's what's really happening. That's mm-hmm. not what we promote. We're not promoting to give up on your marriage at the first speed bump. No. We're just saying if you've been driving down that bumpy road for 10 fucking years, get out of the car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully pull over and then yeah. <laughs> get oh, yeah. out. Well, sometimes you just got to jump. Oh. <laughs> let, yeah. that, let that some bitch crash. <laughs> Right, <laughs> but you know, I I think that th- that tends to be kind of this this cliche response now that what 
You can't just leave at the first sign of... And it's like, well, nobody's... I don't think people are doing that. I I have yet to meet a couple that was like, you know what? I was married for five or six years and everything's were great. And we got in one argument and I was like, this is it. I'm out of here. I know. So I, that's not yeah. happening. No. Pe- people make it sound like that's what's happening. Well, I know. And, and I think that um, uh, uh, what people are saying now is that people nowadays are Quick give, give up, up yeah give up on their marriage mm-hmm. and it's not it's not about giving up on your marriage <clears throat> it's just knowing yeah. when to yeah to it's get having out. the common sense to walk away from an awful situation yeah and that's you know really at the root of what we like to promote mm-hmm. <laughs> and talk about it's not about bailing out at the first sign of distress but yeah. So anyway, that that's kind of where that one came from. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was it was it was a little interesting. I haven't really seen anybody reshare it mm-hmm. to that type of extent, but uh, it recently came out. So I've never even heard anybody say that. I mean, he said yeah. it. But... Well, he's coining it. It's his face on the picture of the yeah. meme that no, he I know. created for I know. it. I know. So yeah. Uh huh. Um, I think so... he, I think he thought it was going to be more profound. Like or some people right? would be like. That's right. Amen. Uh-huh. And, well, and, and, and a lot of people were like, what? No. I, I do think that's funny, though, that people were like, how, how he did say that it yeah. was controversial. Well, and if, it, but, but that, that provides no solution to the, the person that's saying, I think I married the wrong person. Mm-hmm. No, well, you, married no you, the right you married the right person. You married the right one because when you said I do, that made them the right one. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's like saying, you know, I, I use, and I know it's not the best example because a marriage is different than employment. But for argument's sake, it's like getting a job and then being like, you know, I thought I wanted to do this profession. It looked really good on paper. Um, the people I talked to that worked there seemed to really like it. The reviews I read on Google were really good, but this is just not my cup of tea. They keep changing the hours on me. They cut the benefits in half. They, you know, whatever. I, I need a new job. You know, it's it doesn't have to be your job for life just because you signed a, you know, intent to work for them letter yeah i know or accepting an offer i mean that nothing there's nothing that is making you have to stay in those awful situations uh-huh. you're you're choosing to do that yeah um but yeah i i think that that's telling someone that you when they recognize they made a mistake you're basically saying you didn't make a mistake you did the right thing but you have to now make sure you continue to do whatever you have to do to not change that situation mm-hmm. by leaving it. Yeah. Mine. You just have to make it work. Right. Uh, and that's, that's not, I don't like using words like fair or unfair, but that's an unreasonable expectation of somebody uh-huh. a lot of times. I know. And sometimes you, sometimes someone does, or I would say actually a lot of the time, people do marry the wrong person. So yeah, that's not... Mm-hmm. That's not good advice. It's a fair question to ask. Mm -hmm. You know, I thought we were compatible and I found out we're not. Mm -hmm. We don't have anything in common anymore. Yeah. They changed. You know, they they said something shortly after we married that made me realize they aren't the person I thought they were. I know. Um, I married the wrong person. It's okay to admit that. Yeah, it is. You probably did marry the wrong person. Yeah. We're here to tell you that it's okay to say that. (laughs) It's okay to, to think that in your thoughts like... Did I? You know, did I make a mistake? But we don't think that. But, well, I thought it in Yeah, in, in the previous past. relationship. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. So it's okay. Mm-hmm. And then, and then end it and then get, yeah. find Once someone. Once again, that's your sign. If you're yeah. thinking I married the wrong person, chances are you did. Yeah, exactly. It's not a, you know, math problem you have to figure out. You just answered it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, exactly. Is so, that it? Are we done? It's late. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, I know. We haven't oh, wait, finished wait. the, we haven't we haven't finished finished the wine. The wine. Okay. Right. So, uh, like I said, we're going to be talking about the company you keep. Um, we've kind of, we've touched on this in a few different episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, which, and which one did we do first? Out of out of the ones that touched on it, which one? I think we did. Was it guys? Guys night, night, girls night, night. Uh huh. Yeah, we did. We touched on it on, on that pretty good. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, so Guys Night, Girls Night was definitely one of them, uh, and uh, how toxic couples. Was probably the next one. No, how friends are hurting your relationship. We did how friends before toxic Mm -hmm. couples. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So how friends are hurting your 
how your friends are hurting your relationship. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And then the toxic couples episode. So, I mean, if you haven't listened to those episodes and you're just listening to this one, you might want to mm-hmm. m- even, m- even tune into those ones. Um, or we can maybe... <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and one of the things that we do, if we find out we're... If, if a topic is kind of a subtopic of our major topic for discussion and we've hit on it, sometimes it's kind of nice to regroup and, and decide if it warrants its own full conversation. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what we did with this was, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, we hit on a little bit with that, you know, the guy's night, girl's night. Um, and then moving on to those other two episodes, it was like, you know what, we, we've kind of brought this up a couple of times, two or three times now. So let's, let's really kind of lay it out there to put a little more context about or behind this this one exact topic. Yeah, I know. And we feel, and I'm sure a lot of you feel, like the the company you keep is very important to how your relationship, um, I guess, progresses and how how it just how it is mm-hmm. how how you are with your partner because of the other relationships, kind of surrounding your your own relationship. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the people you have in your life play a a pretty big role yeah. on that. You're you are constantly surrounded by influencers, mm-hmm. and those influencers are either good influencers or they're bad influencers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think people try to wear this this hat that's kind of like, well, I can be around these people that don't do good and don't have good intentions and. But, you know, whether they're, whether it's because they're family or because I've known them my whole life or whatever your excuse is to why those probably kind of toxic people are still mm-hmm. in your life, um, you somehow try to justify it that it doesn't affect you when it does. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can deny that it doesn't, and you can probably give examples as, as when it hasn't, but if you really step back and look, you know, once again, evaluate what's going on, you'll probably find that they, they do influence uh, even subtly, mm-hmm. how, how you react to your partner, how you engage with your partner, how your partner feels about you with trust and and honesty and, and all that stuff. So it, it can definitely uh, have a big effect on your your partnership relationship mm-hmm. that, that you have um, because of what they do. And I think that whenever you know we, we when we kind of talked about what we wanted to discuss with this, it was really. That first step is is kind of that awareness piece, mm-hmm. and and not not so much that, you know, admitting you have a problem is the first step. Yeah. But just really overall awareness of of your circle. Yeah. Um, and acknowledgement and awareness that you're when usually when you say your inner circle, you you get very limited to well these are these are my guys or girls that I hang out with, but it's people you work with. Mm-hmm. It's your family. It's it's more than just your group of friends that you may go get a drink with. Mm-hmm. Um, it's anybody that you interact with on some kind of personal or intimate level. Yeah. Well, and I think that what's important with that, too, is is how you, how you decide to interna- interact with them as well. You know, because you can, of course you can, you know, work with somebody and, and not, you know, follow the same path or you know, do the same types of things that that other person is doing. Mm-hmm. But it's important for you to to kind of look at what... If you want that type of person to influence your life. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, and if you, you recognize right away that this person is toxic, mm-hmm. then stay away from that person. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, but everybody... Everybody around you does, in some kind of way, influence. Right. Influence your life. Well, I think and, they can. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think that there's, I don't know, is, is, it, is it fair to ask, are you an influencee or are you an influencer? Because I'm, I'm not really one of those people that's like... Influenced by other yeah, people? Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm never, I don't ever really, like, tell you or tell anyone, well, so-and-so said that we should, I mean, it's... I'm not, I don't ask for a lot of advice, so maybe uh-huh. that's why. Yeah. Um, if you're one of those, and this is nothing wrong with this, if you're one of those hard on your sleeve and you ask people for advice, I think that's a great way to communicate. But if you are that person, chances are you're, you are a, a probably a more prominent influencee. 
Well, yeah, and I think that you're probably you you can be either in you could be in a around surrounded by good people or bad people and hopefully you're surrounded by the good people mm-hmm. if you are that type of person. Well, and that and that, you know, I think we've kind of touched on this too. I think a lot of people when they look for guidance or advice, they look for what they want to hear, not what they need to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's, you know, looking at, at stuff, kind of getting ready for the episode. You know, I came across this just dumbest picture I'd ever seen of a inmate, a male inmate on one side of glass and his, I guess, girlfriend on the other side. And it said, this is true love. This is real relationship goals right here. Yeah. Uh, no, it's not. Yeah. At all. No. But there was at least, you know, 742 people that liked that and thought that that was a true statement. Oh, that is not. Um, and so somebody that is making that horrible life decision to stay with someone in that type of situation will look for others making that same horrible life situ- decision to stay in those situations as well yeah. to tell them that they're doing the right thing. I know. Um, and they're not looking for advice they should hear. They're looking for advice they want to hear. Uh-huh. And that's how they tend to do it. And that's that's one of the things that um, whether you, you, you get kind of stupid with it and you're like, well, it's 100 or keep it real. Well, people don't really want to hear that. Mm-hmm. Only if it's somebody else as, as dumb as they are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think that people want to hear the truth and until the truth is about them. And right. then they're like, oh, shit. Well, I mm-hmm. don't want... I don't want to hear that. Get your negativity out of here, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> but, yeah. Yep. Um, but I think that that overall awareness piece is, is really the first step. And then going back to one of our favorite, the next step is what you know, one of our favorite things we talk about is that evaluation. Mm-hmm. That self-evaluation, your, your you know, situational evaluation, and then move into the solution phase. Yeah. Um, and solution phase may be distance. It may be conversations. It may be more communication. It may be less communication. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, it's really about how the company you keep is affecting your relationship yeah. with your partner. Um, not really what people think or say about you. Um, while I think we may touch on some of those as we talk about this, it, it's really ultimately how the company you keep could be negatively affecting your relationship with your partner Mm -hmm. Um, and not to dismiss their concerns about the company you choose to hang out with Mm -hmm. because that, that ends up usually leading into the path of a fight when somebody says, well, you know, I don't, I don't like Karen, Karen. I know Karen cheated on her boyfriend. I know that, that, you know, Karen's divorced and she hates marriage. And, you know, and you start kind of listing off those, those signs of these are the qualities you shouldn't, have and friends you're around mm-hmm. of, you know, they, they bash your spouse, they bash marriage, they bash you, they bash whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's your go-to shoulder to cry on and your go-to girl night out pal. <laughs> that's going to have a horribly negative influence yeah. on your relationship. Yeah, I know. Well, I know. And your partner has legitimate cause for concern. Oh, big time. Yeah. Well, and I, I use, I knew a girl that, did pretty much exactly that. Well, bo- on both ends. You know, one of them was pretty young and, you know, trying to, to get all of the information that she could on on marriage and relationships and from everything. From married couples. From from a married, yeah, from yeah. a married... A married perspective. Yeah. And she, she ended up... Well, <laughs> she got a whole bunch of... Well, she, I guess, was surrounded by bad couples mm-hmm. before. And then, you know, I come into the picture and I'm like, no, you know, marriages don't take hard work. And, you know, if, you, um, if you're with the right person... You, you weren't complaining about your partner yeah, every day. And- yeah, and I'm saying nice things about my partner. You're sending me flowers. And, and you know, she's seeing all this stuff. And then she's like... You know, kind of a light bulb goes goes on, like, oh, well, hmm, maybe I'm maybe I'm surrounding myself with the wrong mm-hmm. person, the other person, the other girl yeah. that was giving well, you all the bad you're, advice. You're getting, you're seeing a bad example 
mm-hmm. of a bad marriage. Mm-hmm. Or, I'm sorry, you're seeing a good example of a bad marriage. Yeah, yeah. And you yes. think it's a good example of a good marriage. Uh huh. And and that be once again that that quarreling, that talking shit about their partner, that constant negativity surrounding their relationship seemed normal. Uh-huh. And not only normal, but to the point where she was like, oh, I can't wait to be be you one day, mm-hmm. almost type of yeah, mentality. Yes, and it's like, no, like, really? you don't even realize that's how miserable weird. this other girl is. And you mm-hmm. that's what you want? Yeah. Uh-huh. Why would you want that? That's none of my business. No. Well, there you kidding. go. As you take your sip. Yeah. <laughs> but seriously, though, and uh, I mean, seeing it, Alive in action, too. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, no. Mm-hmm. No, just learn from somebody better. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Surround yeah. yourself with better people. Well, and oddly enough, the one she was, I guess, looking up to it ended up in divorce anyway. Uh-huh, yeah. As it should have. Uh-huh, yes. Yeah. But then the one that ended up divorcing was then telling her marriage is Awful, yeah, you know, and, and don't ever get married. Yeah, don't ever get married. Never got married. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well. which she probably shouldn't have gotten married to that person. Yeah, and yeah, obviously, and, right. And yeah. she was right about that mm-hmm. at least. But yeah, I mean, it's. it's well, I don't know though. I mean, as soon as she married him, he became the right one for her. So <laughs> right, it's it's on her for letting it fall apart. I guess right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, but I think that you, you can't, you can't overlook the, I don't know if I'd say massive amounts of negative signs, but you can't overlook the negative signs that you're seeing in, in the company you keep, in your mm-hmm. friends and all that stuff that we've talked about. Um, you know, really being able to step back, if you were able to look from the outside in, what, what, does your circle, your inner circle, your friends, your company, what does that say about you? Mm-hmm. And and not really what are they saying about you behind your back. I mean, if they're saying anything about you behind your back, that's a pretty big, good sign. That's a bad circle to be hanging out with anyway. Yeah. But what does that circle say about you? Um, you know, there's one of the things that we've said before is, is success breeds success, mm-hmm. uh, which is, is very true. Most successful people... Surround themselves with other successful people. Yes. And people that are either pretending to be successful or become unsuccessful tend to kind of fall out of those circles. It's not that they get kicked out. It's just it, they are looking for someone more, you know, mirroring their own, you know, whether it's, it's status or lot in life or um, drive or ambition or interest or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Um, or Or they could feel like they want to be... The the big fish in a small pond. Yeah, they want to be the most successful out of the least successful mm-hmm. people. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Um, so so you you can tend to kind of see that stuff, but not only does success breed success, but failure breeds failure, mm-hmm. and laziness breeds laziness, and negativity breeds negativity, and so all of those negative traits as well feed off of each other. Um, so being able to step back and say, well. You know, I, I I hang out with a, a bunch of freaking losers. Well, yeah. the big flashing red sign that you're heading down loser lane right now if you don't get out of that group and hop over to somebody else. How do you think that people know, like, when the when they are hanging out with a bunch of losers? Do you think they've come to no. that realization? Though? I don't think they do until something changes in their life. And I don't uh-huh. even think sometimes it's a a conscious change. I think that... Um, I, I think some of it depends on, on, on really some of the paths that they take in life. I, I know that one of the, one of the first things that, that hit me whenever, you know, I left home at 18 right after high school, I thought it was cool that for the first couple of years I could come back home and everybody was doing the exact same thing they were doing when I was in high school. Because it felt familiar, it felt like home. Mm -hmm. And so that was cool until I was, you know, 23, 24. Then I came back when I was 25, 26, and they're still doing the same thing. And then, okay, well, well now we're about getting ready for a 10 reunion, and you guys are all still doing the same thing? Well, it's like the the one dude. Well, it's like the the cool dude that 
the older cool dude that buys you beer mm-hmm. when you're yeah, in Yeah, you think he's cool when you're, you're like, 16. Yeah, yeah, this is cool. Yeah. I'm going over to whatever his name's house is and mm-hmm. we're going to go and drink and have a good time. And he's so cool because he buys us all beer. And then later on, you grow up and you're like, what a loser. Dang, yeah. Yep. Well, and, the, and that's, that's what tends to happen uh-huh. is if you're progressing in life the way you should, that just kind of, I think, naturally works itself out. You, mm-hmm. you tend, your eyes open up, you tend to start mirroring patterns of more successful behaviors, your circle starts becoming more successful. If you grow up. But if you don't, uh-huh. I don't think you can see it. Yeah. I mean, because that's, that's something that, you know, I don't know if I'd say we see all the time, but uh-huh. we've seen that regularly enough where there's people that... You're looking at your watch, you're looking at the calendar, and you're like, all right, you're how old and you still haven't grown up yet? I know. Are you ever going to become a functioning, contributing adult at all? Yeah. Um, or did you peak when you were 19 and that's it? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that some of it's relative, but but I think that a lot of the times you don't see it unless... It's harder to recognize if you're in the middle of it. I know. I know. Well, I know. And even like personally, I... You know, I've sought myself but in my own life, and it's like I think we've said it before in other episodes where you're you're not meaning to leave everyone behind. Mm-hmm. It's just you're you're going somewhere and you're progressing, and they're just they're like you know in a, on a different level, mm-hmm. and they're well, they're still on the you know the same level where you were before. The analogy I've used before on that was. You're on a track getting ready to run a race. Yeah. The guy fires the gun. You guys are all at the same start line. Uh And the finish line is the exact same distance for everybody. But you choose to run the race. Well, the other people just choose to walk it Mm -hmm. or give up or sit down on the bench or trip and fall. And they get carted off on a stretcher Mm -hmm. (laughs) or they trip over the first hurdle and give up. You know, I mean, but you're all in the same race. It's just some people are going to win. Mm-hmm. And some people are going to complete that race, and some people aren't. Yeah, and then they're just stuck, like but, watching you. Yeah, but you. What ends up happening is they're looking at your back, thinking, "Oh, look at her. She thinks she's so much better than. Look how fast she's running." Uh huh. Fuck her. <laughs> right. Uh huh. I don't want to mess up my that's makeup and my hair. That's the perfect analogy. It. I know. Yeah. I love it. And so I think that that's where that that natural distance just kind of creates. The natural distance you see in how you progress in life creates the same natural distance in your connection to those people. Mm-hmm. To the point that it becomes kind of awkward. Yeah. Because you're really trying your best to not be like, hey, I've done so much better than you. Yeah. Well, yeah, And you're not thinking you that. You really don't. Yeah, you don't feel that but way. But they are thinking that you're thinking yes, that. Yes, exactly. And it's like... Dude, I don't care. I haven't seen you in 25 years. Let's just hang out. I don't care. Yeah. It doesn't matter to me. I don't care if you're living at home with your mom. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you chose to run a different race than I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but but they, they tend to get that, that they they think you think something else. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it makes it a little awkward. But I, I think kind of going back to, to the, the company you keep, you know, looking at that, you mm-hmm. know, what, what is the success level? And I don't, when I say success, I don't necessarily mean money. Mm-mm. I don't mean how much money somebody's making. I mean, how successful are their marriages? How successful are their relationship? How successful are their careers? How successful are their kids? Yeah. You know, what, I, know what, I think kids is a, is a pretty yeah. big one too. What What's your big overall Kind of lump sum of, or their of the kids, group. Re- their kids' relationship with them, with them, too. yeah, yeah, that's uh-huh. true that's too. A, Especially as really people get one. older, uh-huh. yeah. Most of the time, any 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 adult that I have met that does not have a relationship with their children as their children grew up was the parents' fault. Mm-hmm. Kids don't grow up and just decide I don't want anything to do with my parent unless the parent gave them a reason to yeah. make that decision. Yeah, um, and so I think that evaluating someone's, you know, or being aware of someone's parental, I don't know if I'd say skill, but involvement or at least success. Mm-hmm. If full, if, if full credit, if, if you take, you know, loser A and was married to this person over here and this person over here, 
successfully raised the kids while the loser had nothing to do with that, mm-hmm. they don't get credit for the well-adjusted yeah. young adults that they became. I know. Um, if you weren't involved in your kid's life to that point, mm-hmm. you know, that's something that if you have one of those people in your in your circle that you know you should at least be aware of yeah i know you really should uh-huh i um like going to the like the guys night and girls night. well even i think even in the the how your friends are hurting your relationship episode about the like the newly single friend and mm-hmm. um having those kind of people in your life how that can it can really really affect Oh yeah, your relationship for sure. Yes, um, and and not even and, and well, I think especially the guys' night, girls' night episode. Just thinking about like some personal experiences, or maybe not personal from me me going through them, but my mom going through them. You know, my my parents, my dad. He would, you know, he was the more outgoing person, and he would go out, and he was the social butterfly and stuff. And so he would go out for guys night Mm -hmm. and he had a friend that cheated on his wife and everybody knew. Yeah. Everybody knew maybe, I mean, eventually the wife found out, Mm -hmm. but you know, and then my, and then my dad would come home, um, after drinking all night, you know, having some beers after work or whatever. And, it's just like how it makes you almost guilty, I guess, by association. Yeah. And um and how it makes your partner feel about the people that you're choosing to hang out with. Mm-hmm. And you know, because you're hanging out with that person, you know, who who knows the thoughts that were going through my mom's head? Right. You know. Yeah, well, is my husband doing the same thing? Or, <clears throat> mm-hmm. you know, why is my husband choosing to hang out with this person? Why is my husband hanging out with that person not at home with me? Right. You know? Yeah. yeah what, what, what is so... There's got to be something more appealing to wanting to go do that than spend time with me. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, of course, then you're, you start to think and your imagination starts kind of going a little wild and you start to make assumptions. Yes. Um, which sometimes people are very correct with. Uh-huh. Uh, because, you know, it's your gut telling you one thing and and then your brain trying to talk you out of it. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> going through just, you know, watching that happen. I mean, I know I was a kid when it when it happened. and mm-hmm. But it's like, I don't, I wouldn't want that to happen to me. Right. You know. As a, as an adult now, it's like, and a married adult that loves their partner and wants to spend every minute with them, like, why would you want to spend your time with that kind of person? Well, people tend to, I think because of what we see on TV, nobody really wants a real life Barney in their partner's friendship circle. Oh, Mm-hmm. Isn't that the guy's name? I never watched the show, but I've seen enough of it. That yeah. Uh-huh. That's the From, uh, Neil Patrick Harris character. Yeah. Because right? mm-hmm. yeah. he's kind of the womanizer. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no wife <clears throat> or girlfriend really wants their husband to have a friend like that. Yeah. I know. No um, way. Because it's it's a bad influence. That's not somebody... If you are, if you are in a committed relationship or trying to be in a committed relationship, that that's a huge roadblock... To getting to where you need to be is having someone like that in your inner circle, mm-hmm. um, and and even even the problems like shows like that is it kind of puts this other spin on it that you know he was friends with the girls as well. Yeah, I well, know. No guy wants a womanizer hanging out with their girlfriend either. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's even imagine? worse. I know if that was real life. Yeah. So it's completely that. unrealistic. Mm-hmm. But what what I found from you know having those womanizer friends is they have that same mentality that the character on the TV does where they really kind of think that they're just so charming that everybody just wants to be around them anyway. Yeah. And Ugh. they and they think that they add this this needed nucleus to the circle and it's like no, get that shit out of here. Yeah. No, we don't nobody wants that around. Uh-huh. And if you're still hanging and that's another part of your awareness level and evaluation level 
as if you have that person in your circle, you you, you haven't matured. Uh-huh. And, and your group hasn't matured and the people in your inner circle haven't matured and that's going to hinder you from, you know, or cause problems in your current relationship or hindering you from having a successful relationship. Yeah. Um, and, and you can dismiss those. You can say, well, that's not true or, or they're just insecure or I would never do anything or some of the stuff we talked about before, but it doesn't matter who I hang out with. You should just trust me. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, bullshit. That, that your, your partner's issues with who you're choosing to spend time with are valid. Whether you think they're valid or not, they are valid mm-hmm. to them. And if they're valid to them, it at least warrants your understanding and acknowledgement of it and, as we said in other episodes, providing comfort to them that you aren't like that person in the inner circle. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it is a earning trust before you actually just have the trust. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because when you bring somebody into the mix that is obviously untrustworthy, the the balance scales start to tip. Yeah. And it's even worse, you know, when, when you are married like that, when you talk about the story with your dad, you know, you throw that person in there that is untrustworthy. It's not just that he's a womanizer. He's married himself with children and cheating yeah. on his wife and family. He has on paper the exact same relationship that your partner has. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter two cents to him how he treats it. Mm-hmm. Are you really thinking that your partner isn't influenced enough that that's just not going to phase them? I know. At all? And, and chances are... That, it probably won't. I'm not saying that if that person but exists, necessarily, that somebody's yeah. actually going to do that uh-huh. because they did it. But you know, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of another analogy. Well, I'm think I'm thinking about uh, a time where I worked with a guy, and I think I mentioned it before in another episode. And he would go out every night after work and stuff too, and and give and I would give him the advice. Of do you realize one the person that you're hanging out with, and two how your girlfriend feels about you coming home at three mm-hmm. in the morning? Yeah. I'm gonna get a beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Four hours later. All right, I'll be home in an hour. Yeah. And then closes the bar down. Mm-hmm. Sleeps on the couch. Yeah, I'm like, dude, just get it together. Like she deserves better than that. Mm-hmm. And I think that I hopefully he's changed, <laughs> but I know that like well the person he was hanging out with changed. Yes. Then they end up getting married and yeah, all that stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that fixed it right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. So maybe that's what it was <laughs> that changed yeah. the whole situation. But, um, but yeah, the the in the people that influence our lives are. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I brought up the the work thing as well. You know, we we've, we've talked about the uh, the work husbands and the work wives, and and even that aside, <clears throat> that you know, even the story you shared was directly work related. Uh-huh. It wasn't really any personal connections outside of work, but that that story and the influence that just the coworkers had on that other girl um, shows you the power of how that how just that coworker to coworker relationship can be so influential mm-hmm. um you know i i I've, i think i said on on the the work part or the work husband work wife thing that one of the first things that people know about me is who you are yeah. whether they've met you or not mm-hmm. um they know who you are and they i don't say you know unless people that i work with somehow found out about us even doing this mm-hmm. They don't know we even do this. Yeah. You know, I don't talk about it. I'm not friends on social media with anybody I work with. Uh-huh. Um, and so I don't, I don't. How did they find out? Because there were some people that did find out that. Yeah. We're well, doing it. well, somebody said that it popped up. Oh. That our podcast popped on up their... on their news feed. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because I've had people that I used to work with or, uh-huh. you know, spouses of people I used to work with that I was friends with. You know, so whatever the oh, seven degrees of yeah, separation was, yeah, uh-huh. you know, if they liked our page and they were happened to be friends with this person or, or whatever, then, you know, an ad for our, our podcast showed up. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I hey. recognize that bald-headed, bearded guy. That's Seth. Yeah. And so, but I've, I've never just openly said, hey, here's what I do. Mm-hmm. Here's what I do in my spare time. Yeah. Um, I know. I know. And you're like, don't listen. 
<laughs> yeah, and I'm like, don't listen. Yeah, don't yeah. don't listen to this. Uh-huh. You change your what you think about my my professional attitude and shit. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, what, 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 where were we where were we going with that? No, but just the where I was going with it was my the coworkers that I that I've had and that I work with. Oh, they know. Even without yeah. me saying, here's what I do with my wife. We have a show where we talk about relationships. Uh-huh. Even without ever even mentioning that, they just know based on what I've said about you or pictures I've shared of you or... Or taking me on travel. Yeah, or, or, or mm-hmm. just knowing that you and I are a cohesive unit. That it's never like... Nobody's ever like, is he married or single? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, yeah. it's not even uh-huh. a question that anybody asks. And I don't intentionally squash that Mm -hmm. it's just i always have my wedding ring on Mm -hmm. i always talk about you i'm always with you we do everything together i don't run into coworkers out in town by myself because we are together um and so those type of things like that just just kind of breed that healthy type of overall atmosphere um but i mean the the tie-in with all that is is really just that that even work inner circle mm-hmm. can just be so influential mm-hmm. on on your partner or your perception of your own marriage or their their take on your marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, e- even the sometimes we tend and and I I think that people kind of mature out of this as they get older, but there's still people that like to tell negative stories about a coworker to try to make themselves look better. Mm-hmm. And and my ex would do that sometimes, and she would come home and she would talk about how you know I don't work with her, I'm not evaluating her mm-hmm. performance, I don't care. But it would almost be like the I'm going to tell you all the awful shit that these people I work with do, and I'm never going to do anything as awful as they do. But please remember the awful stories I told you. So when I do something kind of stupid. You won't get mad at me because at least I didn't do that. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like so-and-so cheated on so-and-so. So-and-so hooked up with so-and-so on travel. Uh, so-and-so did this and that. Well, are you sure she was doing it like because of that? Or or were those people really that bad though? No, they were. I'm not saying the stories weren't true. Uh-huh. I'm just saying I think that there was kind of laying the bricks in, in place uh-huh. as far as, you know, I'm never going to do all of this stuff that I'm telling you they're all doing. Uh-huh. But if I'm going to hang out with certain people and go hang out with guys and get drunk on travel and stuff like that, at least I'm not doing that. Uh-huh. So don't get mad at me. Yeah. It's kind of how it, in uh-huh. hindsight, kind of felt. Right. Um, but what you tend to see is people will talk horribly about what their coworkers do, uh-huh. but then still, oh, we're going to go get a drink. After, after you told your <laughs> partner how, you know, Karen... Oh, I know. Karen Slept with two or three guys that you all work with. Why would you want her hanging out with Karen? Yeah, and then oh. once you've revealed how awful Karen is, and I'm, I apologize to all the Karens out there that <laughs> yeah, may be listening, Karen. but every Karen I've met's bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, you can't say... It, it, it's like the same thing we've said about when you talk a bunch of trash about your partner when you break up and then you get back together. Oh my God. You can't yeah. say all these horribly negative things about someone, about how they're hoary, how they're loose, how they hook up with everybody at work. And then be like, oh, we're going to go get a drink after work and not expect your husband to be like, what the hell? No. Don't you trust me? What? Yeah. And then pull the trust card. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. You know, you're not allowed to do that. So either keep it under wraps uh-huh. or, you know, the better advice is you should not be hanging out with that person no. anyway. That shouldn't be an influencer or someone in your inner circle uh-huh. because that is the company you keep. Yeah. Um, well, you know what I was just thinking? I was thinking that people, that's why people are in such awful relationships is because of all of the freaking people that they're surrounded with telling them how bad their mm-hmm. relationship is. And there's uh, one for every, what, maybe thousand (laughs) one for every thousand of us that actually do get along and do love each other maybe i think it's more than that you think yeah i don't think it's well but we've less than that yeah the right way to say it's not one of that maybe one in a million i don't know (laughs) you know but um so that's why all these people are in these bad relationships is because of all of their other influencers telling them that well because i was thinking i was trying to think of 
my own old relationship and if I was influenced by other people. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I was, I don't think I was influenced by other people. Maybe it was like, oh, well, you know, we have that in common with, with this person or this couple or whatever. And, or he likes the same sports as, mm. as my boyfriend. So maybe we can go on a double date type thing. Yeah. But I don't think that they necessarily influenced my life. Yeah. And maybe I wasn't surrounded by that many couples anyway mm-hmm. to to be influenced. Because mm-hmm. I was... But I wasn't... Uh, but I also was surrounded by single people, though. And I wasn't influenced by... Maybe you are right from the <laughs> from what you said in the beginning about... The influencers and the influencees, mm-hmm. and because I, I don't yeah, think I, I, I think was. people have to know where they are, uh-huh. where they fall into that. And like I said, I, I'm not saying that one's better or worse than the other. You just mm-hmm. need to know, because um, not not everybody can be an influencer. Mm-hmm. Most people that are influencers aren't influenced very easily, mm-hmm. but people that are influenced very easily probably don't even try, try to head down the excuse me path of being an influencer a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just kind of need to know your your own self-awareness and as far as how you retain that information, how you look for that guidance, how you listen to it and and what you do with it and what you learn from and how you learn from it and how you apply it to your own relationship. Mm-hmm. Be, and and once again Wherever you're getting that guidance, that advice, make sure it's good. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, I and know. I think that that's where it comes to that evaluation of what is the overall success levels of the people in my circle. Mm-hmm. You know, what? and once again, I'm not talking about money every time. It's, it's all kinds of stuff. But Yeah, well, uh, and I don't know exactly how they say it, but they say that you are... The average of the five people that you surround yourself with. With the most? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that that it goes, goes in with relationships, <clears throat> too. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the five couples that you surround yourself with, even. Or if you, you should be surrounding yourselves with couples if you are in yeah, a relationship. If, if you guys function as a couple, chances are you surround yourself with other couples. Yeah. If you are that that relationship where you do a lot of girls' night, guys' night, then it's probably not couples you I hang know. out with. You guys, you and your partner have separate lives. Then you really need to evaluate yeah. those people that you're hanging out with. Mm-hmm. And- couples have... If you're in that couple scenario, other couples have less of an influence on other couples than in the singular model. Uh-huh. Where if you're at a guy's night out, your five other guy friends are going to have more influence over you than if you were with your spouse with five other couples. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Than what they would have an influence over you as a couple. Yeah, So exactly. it's, it's almost like that, you know, together we're stronger, separate we're weaker, or, you <laughs> yeah. know, or, or whatever one of those cliche statements is, but... Yeah, I mean, if you're in that in that separate life boat where, you know, we've talked about those things before. You do a lot of guys' night. You do a lot of girls' night. You do vacations with the girls. You, you, you know, you go to you know painting and wine night once a week with the girls and and the guys doing fantasy whatever every week and going for a cigar night every Friday or whatever. You you are running a higher risk of being influenced negatively, depending on who your circle is. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're going to, you know, wine and paint with a bunch of happily married women who it's just part of your guys' weekly routine, there's nothing to be influenced. Yeah. Well, unless they're in a bad relationship. Well, that's why and... I said if you're with five happily married. Oh, happily married. married. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it's the same thing with the guys. If the guys are getting together for cigar and poker night and it's five happily married guys that... You know, have a great deal in common and love their wives, and nobody's cheating. No one's trying to cheat. No one's trying to leave the relationship. There's zero concern. Yeah. With that interaction, most of the time that's not how it is, though. No. There's at least one person in that group that's down to party or do whatever they want. Yeah. Um, and had their their relationship status 
really has no effect over the decisions they make when they're not with their partner. Mm-hmm. There's usually one in that group that's like that. I know. Then there's another one that is completely unhappy with their life, mm-hmm. whether it's because of their job or because of their partner or because of their kids or whatever. So they're or negative. all of the above. They're a negative person. The yeah. person that cheats is usually pretty positive. Really? I think so, as far as what I've seen from guys. Oh. I've never had a guy that's like, Ugh, I hate my wife, I hate my life. I'm going to go out and cheat. They're usually very happy because they're doing what they want to do. Uh, and they're very upbeat and positive mm-hmm. um, until they get caught. But they, they tend to be a little more positive. That person that is, is miserable and, you know, I'm thinking of this one guy that just had all these kids and this wife and they weren't having sex and he was just, you know, you could just tell he was just miserable. Mm-hmm. He wasn't actively trying to cheat. He would have if the opportunity arose. Mm-hmm. Um, but... He was just miserable. The The one that was cheating really wasn't that miserable. He was just an idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then you have the bitter person. That's weird. <laughs> that's weird, though. Like, I mean, going, I know that's kind of off topic, but the guy that is, you know, not as miserable as the other guy would be more prone to cheat than the guy that is absolutely... Well, I became the miserable guy. Uh-huh. And I wasn't the cheater. I know. That's so weird. Mm-hmm. Hmm. One of our dogs is having a sneezing fit over oh, here. Oh, shoot. Blade. If you can hear him. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, really kind of look at... And I'm getting stereotypical with who's who in the group. But but look for that stuff. Yeah. Who, who is the bitter person in the group? Who's mm-hmm. the negative one? And I'm not saying you shouldn't be friends with them anymore. Yeah. It, but... You just need to be away. He's, he's sneezing <laughs> his face gosh. off over there. Dude. <laughs> he's usually pretty quiet yeah. when we record. Um, but, you know, don't let them negatively influence you. You know, don't don't fall victim to that that negativity talk. When they start talking bad about their partner, you don't have to come up with something negative to say about your partner just to be part of their conversation. Yeah, you know. Because you've been in this situation where everybody kind of bitches and complains about their husbands and you almost feel awkward because it's like, well, I, I don't mm-hmm. have anything bad to say. Yeah. I'm not going to make something up. Right. So it's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure about all that. Or I'm not going to agree with you guys because, yeah, because my husband doesn't do all that. Mm-hmm. But then I, I, I feel, yeah, I do feel awkward because it's like, well, <laughs> what do I say? Do I, I can't say anything like, good about you because then they'll all feel even more shitty about their relationship yeah well so, and you'll come off pretentious yes yeah. and they'll be like oh she thinks she's better than us mm-hmm. it's like no my husband's better than your husband that's yeah. what it is <laughs> period <laughs> but i mean yeah i have gone through that personally mm-hmm. well and, and that's what you know other guys will say typical guy stuff to me mm-hmm and it's I just I don't know how I just kind of smile because I don't really know how to respond a lot of times because it's I'm not gonna get you know I think philosophical you, with them. I think you like smile and like look down. Yeah. And like if you're there, I look right at you and yeah. just wink. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm like, and then I'm then like walk off and we're like, Man, that dude's unhappily married at me. <laughs> That's funny. But they say typical, and I'm, I can't even think of a good example now. But mm-hmm. it's that you know it's some kind of stereotypical. You know, or they don't have sex with their wife thing or something. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. or or it's the if if we're somewhere and we're trying to make a decision about something, and the, oh. the guy is like, "You better you better let her decide if you don't want to sleep in the doghouse tonight." Yeah, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Talking about doghouse? Yeah, we don't even have one of those at our place." Yeah, <laughs> you know, right? Uh-huh. You know, and usually you speak up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I do, and you're like, no, that's not that's not how it is where we live. Like you, you almost get more defensive about it than I do. <laughs> I know, I think I do because you're you're almost like, don't compare me to your bitch ass wife. <laughs> you know, that's funny. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not a bitch. Your wife is, but I'm not. Mm. So <laughs> that's funny. Um, um, but yeah, so just keep an eye out for for those type of behaviors in. And don't get sucked into those things. And mm-hmm. I think that as, as as people kind of step back and look, and you know, one of the things that you, you have to constantly do 
as you mature and as you grow is is you do have to evolve. You you have to you have to evolve into a better person. You have to evolve into a better partner if you aren't already there. Um, and and I don't want to say work to maintain that because we we say that it's not hard work, but mm-hmm. be aware that you're not getting complacent and slipping into that type of category because those behaviors are very, very contagious. Mm -hmm. The negativity is very contagious. Um, The, I I don't really like saying so much that the, you know, the, the um, unfaithfulness is contagious because I I don't really think it is. I think either you're a cheater or you're not, but I wouldn't want you actively hanging out with someone that always cheated on their husband. Well, and not only that, but like the, like, yeah, the cheating thing, but, um, like the divorce, the newly divorced friend Mm -hmm. that is talking shit about marriage and, and all that. And then they are wanting you to, to get divorced Mm -hmm. and, or go out with them and, and maybe cheat on your husband, yeah. too. Well, we one of the things that, that I like to tell people is at least understand what your your inner circle's goals are. And mm-hmm. it's not really sitting down and asking... With all hey, of your friends. Yeah, what's yeah. your goal? Uh-huh. But you take that newly divorced person. Mm-hmm. What do you think their goal is right now? Chances are they've been in a loveless, sexless, sexless marriage for however many years. Their their goal is to hook up. Mm-hmm. That's their goal. Yeah. Their goal is not for girl time. Their no. goal is not for, you know, real connection. Their goal is to probably go out and get laid. Well, I think that some of them, like, initially will be like, oh, I want girl time. Uh-huh. I don't even want to think about guys. Okay. You know, but then eventually it turns into, I think, them getting hit on, you know, in mm-hmm. in the bars and stuff. And then it turns into the... Yeah. The hooking Yeah, it, it goes... Yeah, uh-huh. you're right. It goes from the the pretty much exclusive kind of girls' events to let's start bridging this into the club yeah, and well, the scene. Yeah, it, well, it, it, it's from fuck guys... Yeah. I don't want to be married. You know, I'm going to celebrate my single life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And convincing you to ditch your partner to yeah. go hang out with me because I hate men right now. Yes. Right. Uh-huh. And then it turns into, oh my gosh, that cute guy just hit on me. You know? I'm ready to get back out there and get hurt again. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And then it becomes, I need you to be my wingman. Mm-hmm. Yes. I know. Yeah, you we know, talked about I've, that. I, I've, I've had... I don't know if I'd say friends, but I've known of women who married woman goes out with newly divorced woman and newly divorced woman gets hit on mm-hmm. by two guys. She doesn't, the friend, the married friend doesn't feel comfortable letting the the single girl leave with two guys because she wants to go sleep with one of them. So she tags along mm-hmm. and has to entertain the other the guy. The other dude. Oh, my God. And then try to explain that to your husband. Yeah. Well, she was off getting laid, and I was just hanging out with the other guy, mm-hmm. and it was just uncomfortable for us. No husband on the face of this earth is going to be like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. I understand. I know. If they do, they don't have a backbone, and you just got yourself a doormat. But... That's not a good situation to find yourself no. in. No. Uh-uh. You no. know? Yeah. On either end. Even flip that to the guys. If you're a girl listening to that and you're like, I don't know, that's not a big deal. How would you feel if your husband was doing that? Yeah, exactly. Well, I think that that is, that's a huge thing is how would you feel yeah. if your partner mm-hmm. had a friend like that? Yeah. Even would knowing you- what you know about your own friends. Mm-hmm. And you probably know more about your own friends than you've actually revealed to your partner in right. the first place. Yeah, I know. So knowing everything you know about your friends and all their dirty, dark secrets and and the type of guys they like and their real true intentions when they go hit mm-hmm. the clubs and they go out, how would you feel if your husband was doing that exact same thing mm-hmm. and had friends just like yours? Yeah. And if you can say, well, all my friends don't do any of that stuff and they're fine, I would be more than happy for my husband to have friends like mine. Yeah. Then you got a good inner circle. Yeah, geez, a really good inner circle. But if you're like, fuck that, <laughs> no. If my husband knew half the crap that my girlfriends pulled on their husbands or the stories that they've shared or the things that they did in college or whatever, yeah. 
you know, or the video that's floating out there in the internet that nobody knows about. <laughs> right, I, mean, I know. That, if that was your husband, would you still be okay with that? I know. Well, and I, I look back to my old friend, and can, can I have some more? You're trying to finish this Yes, yourself. we're trying to finish it. it you, need to, you need to take the, the cork off first. Um, but I look back to, yeah, my, my old best friend and how she was. And she was not, she was pretty, pretty hoey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... I mean, looking back now, and if I had a friend like that, well, I wouldn't have a friend like that now, is, right. is the difference. But I don't know why I decided to keep that friend in my life for so long, you know? Yeah. Because it's comfortable. Yeah, I guess. You know, you, you feel bad. Oh, by the way, we just poured the rest of that bottle. <laughs> I mean, the glasses, the, the, the glasses are like... Yeah. Really full. <laughs> one and a half liters Jeez. of wine. Yeah. Here, let's cheers one more time. Okay. <laughs> Chug it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, well, you you feel loyalty. Mm-hmm. You uh, it it's not a good feeling to have a friend that you're very close with and you've known for a very long time heading down a path, their life taking them down a path that your life isn't taking yours. Mm-hmm. Because especially when you're in that. <sighs> Kind of early to mid twenties age, you you really want to hold on to that. It kind of goes back to what I said about when I'd come back home. It felt comfortable. Yeah, it, it was I, it was nice seeing that some things didn't change. Mm-hmm. But when you do have that friend that you know you're starting to change for the better, or they're starting to change for the worse, you you kind of try to hold on. You try to hold on with a little too much to prevent that change from taking place. Yeah. Um, and ultimately, it ends up ending, unfortunately, more like how your friendship with her ended, where mm-hmm. it just... It, should, it was just cut just off. Cut completely. off over. Yeah. Don't have anything to do with each other anymore at all. I know. Well, and I, I look at it now, like, if you had a friend like her, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh, no, it, I would, I would hate that friend. Mm-hmm. I would hate him so much. And I'm sure my ex... Hated her, too, you know? I just... (laughs) Why did I put myself through that? Yeah. Well, and and you... You know, one one of the things... You and I talked about it, like, very early on in our relationship, right after we got married, about the... uh, It's not so much that you you care about, about what other people think, but I'm very conscious about making sure that I don't let me back up I'm very aware that a lot of people's perception is their reality Mm -hmm. Um, and that's different than really saying the same saying that I care what people think about me Mm -hmm. but perception is reality if I decide to go to lunch with a female co-worker that's very attractive Mm -hmm. and I run into you know say we're in Denver Mm-hmm. And I run into one of your cousins. cousins yeah. What do you think the entire family is going to hear about within ten seconds oh, man. of running into me? Yeah. Oh, Seth's cheating on Crystal. Yep. Too. <laughs> uh huh. Yep. So it, I didn't do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm well, and this hasn't happened. No, I'm, never I'm talking happened. like this has happened, but um, yeah, we did have we did have this yeah, conversation. It's early it, on. you know it's it's not like anybody did anything wrong, but that that perception of the people's reality and. I don't want to. Ha- I, I don't want to ever put you in a situation where you look like a fool uh-huh. or feel like you have to defend explain myself and explain actions that I did or you did. Right. Um, uh-huh. Because that that is where this that you know drama comes from mm-hmm. is is this type of misunderstanding mm-hmm. um, and things like that. And so I think that you know even looking at it from that scenario. Do you really want to have those conversations? Do you really want to have that? And those things create doubt. Mm -hmm. Because people take liberties to those interactions or those run-ins or things like that when they're like, who was that? Yeah. Who was he with? Do you really think it was a coworker? Did you see how she was looking at him? Did you see how she was laughing? And even if it's five people at the same table, 
just because there's somebody of the opposite sex there sitting close to, you know. I know. Your partner. Yeah. Or whatever can cause those issues. Uh-huh. Um, and that's one of the things that even, <laughs> one of the, that I have been very conscious of is even whenever we have gone, I'm trying to remember who, who we brought on at one point in time, but we hired, oh, I remember who it was. We hired, we hired a new, a new woman in our group and we went out, our boss took us out to lunch mm-hmm. and I sat on the same side of the table as the other guy. Mm. I was not even going to sit because <laughs> I'm like, who's going to walk in? Yeah, I know. And, you know, people may think that that's kind of ridiculous, but... Well, I mean, we would I, we would see people all the time. And, I mean, I would see someone I knew almost, almost all the time in Denver. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, if they saw you with someone else... Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of that 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 same incident happened to one of my friends who they were starting to have problems, and my parents ran into oh. his wife on a date. Well, uh-huh. I don't know if it was a date. It could have been. I know a business meeting, but of course, what was told to me was we saw so and so out with a guy. Yeah, yeah, yes, I know. So the, those are the, and of course I didn't, I'm not that type of person that I didn't, you know, I, I mean, we weren't even together. No. Um, but I never told anybody about that. I never went back to him or told anybody yeah. about that stuff because mm-hmm. I'm not that type of person that wants to get involved that way. Yeah. But. That's not your place. There's not, there's not a lot of people that feel the same way about that that I do. Mm. Yeah. I don't, I wouldn't yeah. either. <laughs> But I think that, you know, so understanding that perception is reality. And it's not just people that may not know the whole situation. It could be your partner's perception mm-hmm. that's reality. And, and like I said at the beginning, it's you need to have the conversation, have the acknowledgement, and, and understand where your partner's coming from. And it's like we've talked about in other episodes as well. If your partner has a concern, it's a legitimate concern. Yes. You can't just dismiss it and say... Oh, you don't trust me, or you're being irrational, mm-hmm. or this isn't, you know, you're just acting jealous, or, or any of those things like well, that. Well, it's like what we posted in, earlier in the week about your feelings. Mm-hmm. Having your feelings, you have feelings. They yeah. are feelings for a reason. Mm-hmm. And they're not, you can't ignore your feelings. Right. So feel them, and, but discuss your feelings. Yeah. You Sometimes you got to keep them in check. Yeah. And you don't want to get overly emotional behind mm-hmm. the feelings. Um, but it's, yeah, it's okay to feel upset when something happens that should upset you. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. You don't but have to feel guilty them, about it. Tell them that yeah. you feel upset when it's happening, especially. Mm-hmm. That's, I think that's the most important part. Yep. So it doesn't blow up. Yep. But I think, I mean, I think that's pretty much, we've pretty much... Wrapped it up. Um, we still have a little bit. Well, we'll finish it. <laughs> a little bit more, more wine left. Um, but I think that it's it was a pretty good discussion mm-hmm. today. I think so. And um, yeah, just be aware of who you are surrounding <clears throat> yourself with, mm-hmm. whether whether you're single or married. Yeah, you know, like you want to surround yourself with good successful people with good successful marriages Mm -hmm. so find those people and you know once you do like you said before success breeds success yep happiness breeds happiness Mm -hmm. negativity breeds negativity so just don't no don't let that negative shit into your life (laughs) yeah um but as always thank you for listening um, we are now on um, iHeartRadio, yep. so that's pretty exciting. We we just found out this last week that we that they finally accepted our our submission. So mm-hmm. thanks for that. Um, but yeah, so follow us there or wherever you listen to your podcast. Um, don't forget to sc- subscribe to our YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram. And we'll talk to you next week. Thanks. <laughs>